Hi guys, welcome back to Tapping Into Crypto. We're here with your regular market update. I'm Pat. And I'm Tommy. We're here to look at what 2022 has, I guess, brought to us. You know, we're look staring down the first two weeks of the year almost being over and there's been a bit happening. So let's let's jump into it. Basically, we thought a great one to cover would be, you know, why the markets could be correcting right now. I know that's something that's been on the, on the hot sort of lips of everyone at the moment. And, you know, obviously everyone just having come through Christmas, we're sure there's been enough family members and friends question your recent investments. So it would probably be good to maybe have a little look into that and see what we can make of it. Secondly, I thought we could just jump into some key news around crypto at the moment. Uh, just, I guess, sort of start the year fresh, see what's been happening. And thirdly, I think just, you know, wouldn't be a complete episode if we didn't do a bit of speculation and just sort of have a chat about what we are both thinking the market could be doing and where it could be going. So without further ado, Tommy, let's jump into it. What do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I mean, um, mate, we've had a pretty hectic couple of months in, in crypto. It's been... The rest of the world, mate. It's all been happening. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, we're living crypto every day. We're in it. We're watching those, yeah. uh, watching the charts. We're, we're seeing everything going down over the last <laughs> few weeks can be quite scary for people that, you know, haven't seen it before. You know, a lot of investors, especially on SwiftX, you know, we've just joined the market this year. So it's, yeah. it can be quite alarming <laughs> when you're seeing your positions kind of go down really quickly. It's all part of the crypto education, unfortunately. Like that's just the way the markets run. Yeah. They are volatile. We we talk about the volatility all the time. People love volatility when it's going in the in the right direction. But, you know, when you're yeah. seeing what we've seen over the last couple of months and, you know, there's been a few reasons for that. It's a bit of a learning curve and it just kind of, I guess, brings everything back to basics. You know, why did I invest in X crypto the first time? Yeah. You know, did I do my enough research? Are the fundamentals there? Have the fundamentals changed? Which generally the answer is no to that. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, you were, we're talking about risk on assets and we've seen some kind of, I guess, macro events play out over the last few months that have played into that whole mm. start, the, the domino, if you will, for the crypto to start to decline slightly. Yeah, I think you sort of said it a bit well when we were chatting a bit earlier, like before the podcast, but just, you know, the idea that the markets haven't been looking as flash for the last more than a month, you'd say. Like we spoke about it even in previous podcasts that it seems like, you know, we had a pretty key level we were trying to hold. Uh, for now, there's just another key level that's been trying to be held. But I mean, the one thing on everyone's lips right now is uh, interest rates, especially with the US Fed. There's been a bit of news coming out about that. So the TLDR for that one is, uh, you know, from all the quantitative easing in the states and across the world, really. But I mean, the states really do lead the way for everything else. They're talking about interest rate hikes and yeah. a bit of a pause to their bonds. Um, so yeah, it's been, program. it's been like, I mean, we're we're in an ultra low interest rate environment. We have been for a while now. It's awesome. Money gets printed, uh, <laughs> equities go up, house prices go up, crypto goes up, everything kind of yeah. goes up and to the right, which is, um, you know, not a sustainable Yep. way to do things, way to, way to, nice way to operate. It's great. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we've had a blast. <laughs> um, and anybody that's been involved in crypto kind of since the whole, I guess, COVID situation started, both of which myself and yourself have been affected by at some stage, pal, which is why we've been, haven't done an episode together for a while. So actually, yeah, good to see you back in. Yeah. In yeah. But yeah, I mean, the fact that 50% of the US dollar was printed in, in the last two years, Yeah, that crazy. is coming, I guess, to a a slowdown or it's coming yeah. to an end. I mean, it won't come to an end. They have to keep printing, but yeah, that's it, it works. It, yeah. it's slowing down. And, and that's been one of the major catalysts towards the end of December, mm. start of this year. The narrative is that, you know, the Fed are going to slow down money printing, quantitative, quantitative easing. Mm. It's not just in crypto, guys. It's everywhere. It's equities markets have been hit. 
Mm. It's crypto is a risk on asset. It's generally the one that gets hit a bit harder, smaller market cap. It's acting exactly as we would have expected to do with this type of announcement. That's it. Like you see, S&P is down 7%. Like that's a dip in the equities markets. That's the equivalent yeah. of, of 50%. It, <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like coins in, correct. Yeah. yeah. In the grand yeah. scheme of things, I was talking to somebody earlier today and they were talking about like how crypto's timeframes work. And it was so funny that the analogy that was used was it's like, it's like dog years. <laughs> dog years. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like one year of real life. Yeah. It's like seven years. Yeah, in, good. Yeah, you know, one year in crypto is like seven years in in terms of like the volatility, in terms of how fast everything moves. Mm. I thought it was quite a good one. You that know, people talk bad. about the, the dog year stuff. But um but it's it's so like it's so true. People have very short term mindsets. Yeah. Like I talk about this all the time. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, as much as we've seen a correction in the last couple of months, Bitcoin is still up sixty percent or so for right. a year, yeah. right? Correct. So yeah. you zoom out, you look at it long term. Mm. And most of the assets that we're, we're looking at the sharp dips on now are still up mm. in the 12 month chart. Yeah. Right. So that, that's the thing, the thing to remember. And that's, listen, that's no consolation for people that have joined the market two months ago and are, are yeah. 40% in the red. And that's just the reality of it. And that's the, the education piece. Mm. Um, you know, we're here to, to help people kind of risk mitigate. And if your portfolio is at a stage where it's keeping you up at night, you're already probably over leveraged. In, in, and it doesn't matter if that's yeah. crypto, if it's you, I bought too many houses. <laughs> I, you know, I bought too many stocks in, in Tesla or whatever it is. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's all relevant. And that's really where risk mitigation and the best way to learn about risk mitigation and, and finding your comfortable level is to actually do. So, yeah. you know, that's something that, that I'm very big on. And yeah. We're always, sometimes we always over leverage in certain ways, but it's about how you learn from it. I mean, mm. you know, me and you, Pav, we've been in these markets for a while. We've, we've seen these types of dips before. Like, I mean, <laughs> I celebrate these, these dips. Oh, yeah, you know. Just coming uh, off the main dip. I mean, that was, that was a big dip. Um, yeah, it was yeah. a decent one as well. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But I think you're exactly right there. Like it gives you a good chance now to just rethink your strategy. If, if, if it's not working, don't repeat what you've already done in the past. I think that's. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you're, I guess, a bit new to the investing in general, you know, if something didn't work once, it's probably not going to work again twice. So yeah. a good chance to just, I guess, revisit even spending a bit more time, maybe just reading up and doing a bit more fundamental analysis. If you haven't doing a bit more research, finding things that, you know, looking even at this dip, I know we've sort of had a look at some top performers, even while the rest of the market was correcting, there was still a few assets showing some signs of strength. So, you know, that would be a great place to start to look and read into them, learn why they might have achieved what they have achieved. So just to rattle off, I guess, three performers, Adam, so Cosmos up 53% in the last 30 days. So that's crazy yeah. considering yeah. almost everything else is down, oh, like 53%, like yeah. complete directional shift. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's impressive to see outliers mm -hmm. like that. Generally, we do see a few outliers and there's a few reasons probably for that. But um, that's, yeah, really, really good to see. Absolutely. And like even Link, a lot of people have been holding onto their Link bags oh. and been so demoralized, especially in the most recent run-ups. Link really hasn't performed. It's been coined very much the underperformer right next to yeah. Cardano. Yeah, um, But, you know, 39% in the last 30 days, you know, that, that Oracle's finally having a bit of time in the sun. And Near Protocol has been another one that's just sort of kept up and going strength to strength. So that's up 32% in the last 30 days. So Again, an another one of these sort of Web3 assets that have been performing quite well, just getting a bit more market share, a bit more market cap, uh, trying to catch up to the likes of Solana and Cardano mm -hmm. and Matic, the like. Yeah. It's a, and on that strategy, like say current strategy, listen, 
in a way, everything has been thrown up in the air for people. Mm. You know, say people that just joined this year, they've all they've seen is is exponential growth, right? Yeah, so it's not healthy. It's, sometimes you just ride under the coattails of what the yeah. market is doing, and it, it makes you feel good, and we all love it. I mean, but you do have to have alternative strategies, right? Mm. This is what I'm big in, and there's no secret I'm big in passive income strategies. Staking is one that I love, yep. like decentralized finance protocols, and and using these to your advantage. You know really, really good time when you're hitting all time highs. It's always a good idea to have your rainy day pot available. Like you can use things like Anchor Protocol. We talked about UST on mm. Terra during yep. the week, Pav. Yep. Like these things are paying out 15 yes. to 20% yield on your dollar, like mm. on your UST, which is a stable coin for anyone that doesn't know. So it's pegged to the to the kind of price of the US dollar. And you've got your staking assets, right? Like so your polka dots, your Atom is one that you Atom mentioned. Is one. You've got these types of assets that are, I wouldn't say it's your bear market proof, but what you are is at least you're earning that asset at the right time to be earning in it. You know, the market mm. is corrected. It's a good time to be picking up some of these assets via a passive income strategy. So, yeah. you know, on SwiftX, we've obviously we've brought that staking in for people. So it makes it really easy to get in and out of your positions. But those kind of strategies are just so important in, in a market like now to get right. And, you know, we try to make it as easy as we can. There's no perfect strategy, but that's definitely mm. one that, that I really do look to go to in, in these types of market conditions. Yeah, it's it's great to contrast that, I think, against um, what's also happening at the moment. A lot of people trying to catch the knife on a lot of the futures exchanges as well and that's getting right. absolutely wrecked. So I think I've got a little figure here. It's uh, the biggest day of liquidations. Uh, it was 126 mil on the 5th of January. And in total from the 5th to the 11th, which is, I guess, the most recent period of consolidation, there's been close to 300 million US just lost to people trying to buy the bottom, mate. Leverage exchanges are yeah. laughing all the yeah, way through. Uh, yeah. But that's the nature of the game. Like you get into 100%. leverage trading, that's the danger. And it's um, not recommended for 99.9% of people that, that, yeah. that, you know, and, and it's kind of like, betting against the casino. I was watching uh, uh, Money Explained on Netflix the other night about betting against the casino oh, yeah. and how it's all rigged. And and like leverage trading is kind of, for me, sits in that same thing. I've done a little bit of it in the past, but really yeah. didn't like it, was not successful at all. Yeah. So, um, but it's one of those things as well, like what part of the catalyst for that initial, I guess, pullback was everyone had longed Bitcoin. Like, oh, absolutely. Bitcoin was already at 100,000 US before it was at 70. Yeah, everyone before, penciled it in. Before it hit 70, yeah. it was at 100. Everyone was like, oh, it's gone to 100K. Yeah. We know it's happening. Like we, and we talked about it ourselves and we, it's too good. we had, yeah. we had conviction. Like it was set up like it was on that trajectory. Yeah. So like nobody has a crystal ball at the end of the day. Nah. We're all just trying to read between the lines and look at blockchain activity, wallet activity, the on-chain metrics. Like yep. these are the things we're looking at day in, day out. Yeah. And, and everything was pointing in the direction of that 100K. But look, Everybody leveraged longs. Those longs all got um, liquidated and, and it, it started, probably started the, the domino effect of the pullback in this market that we're still kind of going through now. So. Yeah. And that's definitely a case in point of how we keep talking about this cycle. It can't really be a carbon print of previous cycles that like we didn't have the sort of instruments and the participation. You know, you talked about open interest as well. Like that's, you know, just all these different elements. You know, there's a lot more people doing they're leveraging their money at the end of the day, which didn't quite exist previously. So maybe that's just what we can expect yeah. forever with crypto, right? It doesn't just be extreme accelerant sort of price movement up and then extreme movement down. Maybe it's just yeah. this oscillating that we just have to get used to. I love um, it. Honestly, like 
I love the accumulation zones. I think I, I posted on my Twitter last week. It was the day when we had the, the real big correction. Like there, for me, that's my buy signal. Like I have yep. conviction on certain assets, not every asset, not every altcoin. Mm. Like I've got my list, but those assets that have those major corrections on those types of days, that's accumulation for me. Like that's my strategy and, you know, it might not be everybody's strategy, but that's just part of what I like to do and, and accumulate on those days. And I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy for it to go down another 20%. Mm. Like I've got those levels that are preset to accumulate yep. and I've already done my research. I've done the, the DD on the projects and I'm just happy to, to just scoop those up in this market. Even if it continues sideways or it goes in, in no direction for the next 18 months, I don't care. I'm yep. just happy to accumulate in those zones. And, and like, like we've seen with Binance and some of yeah. the, some of the largest, um, wallets. Yeah. That was and, a good article. Yeah. It was basically saying that Binance had also started adding to their stacks. So I've got here, what is it? 43,000 Bitcoin added at an average price of 46 and a half K. So mm. these guys know what they're doing. They're in the market every, I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah. it's no trading at uh, 42, 2000 yeah. US dollars or something Correct. like that. So they've, you know, they're gone down a bit, but it plays into that whole conviction. Like we did our last episode on mm. MicroStrategy and the conviction there and yeah. about to just keep buying up the weekend. <laughs> We can't be kind as, as people say, but I don't really like those terms when people use it. Like everyone's got a different use case and a different reason for why they're trading. And hundred percent, some people, you know, need to liquidate, you know, it's just part yeah. of that, you know, it's part um, of the strategy, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, you see Binance buying up reserve stock of Bitcoin. You see the largest whale holdings scooping up Bitcoin. Like yeah. for me, it just adds to the narrative. Not that I need, that I need anyone to. To validate our own thoughts, but yeah, I guess it just adds to that narrative of yep. the big guys are still accumulating. Yep. We could definitely see more legs down and we'll, oh, we'll talk probably in a minute about what yeah. we think is going to happen next, but, mm -hmm. but it's more so, yeah, I guess just acknowledging it, right? Like the big players are still here. Retail are the ones that always get scared off and, and they're the ones that always, you know, take the biggest emotional hits, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the long-term investors are still very much in, in the market and, and with us. Yeah, exactly. It is um, a sad truth. It almost is the retail investors always scared off a lot easier, but that's generally when you see the bigger boys step up and that's kind of, it's a bit hard, but that, that is usually when you, I guess, your early indications of the trend could be changing. But yeah, well, yeah, it's still early days potentially, but I mean, I know like another index that, you know, we both use personally as well as the, the Fear and Greed Index, which has yeah. kind of been sort of painting in that sort of sub 20 region a bit lately. So that's also a pretty healthy indicator that, you know, bottom might not necessarily be in, but yeah. you know, the recipe for potential reversal is hopefully building and the narrative, it's still probably needs a bit more time to, I guess, get a bit more direction. But I think the other interesting news piece that's already come out since the year started has been JP Morgan and their yeah. BTC price predictions. What was your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I'm never too surprised by these major banks coming out of the woodwork. The ones that, you know, essentially tried to kill Bitcoin in the early days, you know, now backing it into, you know, over 100K price predictions yeah. for, for 22. I mean, that's just going to continue to happen, in my opinion. Like uh, JP Morgan were kind of known as your uh, gold and silver backers um, in terms of where they used to allocate investment, where they used to advise yep. their clients. So the real message or the real power in that kind of an announcement is probably more on the clients of what JP Morgan might be thinking yeah. and playing yep. into that narrative. Because I think there's a, a nice little quote here. It said that um, they are an emerging asset class and thus on a multi-year structural uptrend. So that, you know, feeds mm -hmm. into, I guess, a lot of our personal thoughts too. It's 
you only have to look at Bitcoin at a glance on whatever data you can sort of get. I think uh, Bitstamp has the best history on price, but it's only gone one direction over time. How much time. do you reckon they paid the guy to come up with that quote? <laughs> it's not from what? Above our pay grade, mate. Oh, no, no <laughs> it is. Oh, absolutely it is. <laughs> but um, um, but yeah. it's very interesting to see that. Oh, yeah. And even I think there was some undertones of, you know, it's been looked to increasingly as a digital alternative to gold. So, I mean, I know a lot of people are speculating with the recent equities downturn and, you know, everything in a bit of a slump period that there could be a bit of a commodities rally. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see whether investors' money is going to end up, you know, flooding back into commodities with as much conviction as they had in the past or is this new emerging asset class really going to be the new store of wealth or growth for people first time, first time i bought gold and silver was after the crash in 17 like oh yeah start of 18 yeah and um yeah hasn't really done anything <laughs> to be honest it's a good stable still, still have it but it's, yeah. it hasn't really done a whole lot but it's um yeah and that same narrative was was there in you know 2008 it's I feel like it's 17, 18. I was thinking that, so I'm glad you said it too. Because yeah. I feel like I remember that was back in the days when I was still in pharmacy, and I still remember everyone saying, oh, Have you bought some gold yet? Yeah, this is coming just, in, coming in, yeah, looking for the scripts. Yeah, saying, have you bought some gold? Yeah. <laughs> just looking out for my best uh, interest, but yeah, it must just come in waves. I think, I mean, yes, yeah. I mean, that kind of plays into everything. I think everything comes in waves, but yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, that's just how it goes. I mean, I mean, you know, everyone's got a narrative to suit as well, mm. um, which I think you mentioned earlier. It's never been so important to filter and review the people that you're taking oh, advice yeah. from. And, and this like, would be a great time for that. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, we see a lot of the YouTubers and these kind of guys. Listen, they get a lot of flack. They're there to, at the end of the day, it's entertainment. There. It's entertainment. 100%. Exactly, exactly. So you yeah. gotta, you got to take it at a grain of salt. Yeah. We're here for entertainment, but we're two blocks that are telling you guys what we're seeing. Mm. Pretty much on it. We're not, but we're not making any massive predictions. We don't have any crystal balls. We could be a hundred percent wrong as well as a hundred percent right. And that's just how it is. These YouTubers are the same, but for some reason, people kind of try to hold them to, oh, well, you said X price, right? Correct, so, yeah. which is hard, but at the same time, they don't do themselves any favors by like, you know, shilling certain projects. And you, mm. you just got to be aware of the content that you're consuming and, and, just be comfortable with the level of knowledge that, that you're extracting from it and how much you believe it and how much yes. it's just for entertainment. So that's, yeah. that's really, really important thing to remember. It's always good to, even if you just have one or two sources to probably expand your horizons just to know what else is out there. You might, again, like you said, find something that's not your cup of tea, but then at least you know, this is what that looks like, you know, and when, when you sort of detect that sort of misinformation, I guess yeah, you can exactly. call it. Everyone's got a different take on where they extract value as well. So, which is, I think that's the best thing about yeah. crypto. Well, crypto and investing in general, you're always going to find people chasing that alpha, like the best place to park your money. And I think it's just great um, to see that the content has been growing in that space. Yeah. The answer is everywhere. Where should I yeah. park money? <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, just not in one spot. And that's, yeah. that's real, the real big one. You know, we talk about risk mitigation. We talk about having diversification is, is the most important thing. Dollar cost averaging, like we were talking about at the start, you know, buying little chunks of those cryptos that you're interested in, get it staking, get it on DeFi protocols, and make sure you're just hedging everything else that's happening kind of a, as a, at a macro level, I guess. Um, mm. So what are your thoughts on what's going to happen next, Pavlinka? I don't know. It's an interesting one. I do think I'm not going to get interested to say bottoms in until we see some, you know, just looking at the chart, like some structural changes on a higher time frame. So anything above a, like a four hour sort of candlestick chart. So. Once again, like I'm always more heavily in line with what the technicals are doing. But right now, I think there's a few fundamentals also playing out at the moment that we just need to probably wait and see happen. So I know the next meeting for the Fed is at the end of January, so 25th, 26th. So 
I think that'd be a pretty good indicator of, you know, just general sentiment across equities, across crypto, across everything, how people might be looking to spend and sort of park their money. But right now, you know, you could easily argue a leg down, like if that does happen in the next coming weeks, coming months. What levels are we looking at? I think 30K. 30K? Yeah, Mm. that's the last sort of time we bounced off a a key level considerably. So There's a lot of volume at 30K. Like there's a lot of body pressure again at 30K, right? Yeah, and it's where we sort of saved back in May. So a lot of times you do find the market does want to revisit certain levels. um, And that's where I guess the same buyer that got us out of 30K back then will want to get us out again or group of buyers as opposed yeah. to just one person. So that, that that's another realistic outcome. So I think what's been surprising is Ethereum also taking, I guess, a bit of a battering too. Like yeah. usually it does hold its price a little bit better whenever Bitcoin does take a bit of a tussle sort of lately. So I think that'll be an interesting one to watch as well. Like, you know, I'd be inclined to say as soon as we see Ethereum recover and Bitcoin recover, um, yeah. that's probably the two things to be watching. ETH had made a lot of ground oh, on absolutely. that. Um, yeah. the, the gap, the market cap between Bitcoins. Yes. Everyone yeah. was talking about the flipping. And yeah, the flipping was happening for the longest time. It was only six weeks ago. Yeah. You know, again, coming back to the short-term mindset, but yeah, like, these things happen fast. Yeah, ETH was one of those ones. I actually got an order filled for ETH at, um, at three grand, I think, overnight, which is... Yeah. I think our, our top was about 4,500 or 4,600 on, on ETH, you know, only a couple of months ago. So yeah. that's, um, that's what I, I tend to agree. At the moment, I mean, the thing about it is, it's really easy to go and say, we're going to have another leg down. Yeah. Like, that's just like, is that what everyone's saying? Does that mean we're going to have the opposite effect? That's, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> which, usually where that goes. Which is hard. Like, it does, it definitely seems on the face of it. Like, we seem to be seeing little dead bounces, mm. like in the market for the last couple of weeks. We're getting, you know, an 8% leg down. And then the following day, we're getting a 5% up. And it's like, oh, yeah, sweet. We're back on again. And then mm. we're seeing another, you know, another 8% the following day or something like, like yeah. that. So we're, we're seeing those kind of incremental legs down every time. Definitely very possible that we that we do see another one. But I, yeah, I think you're on the money, Matt, in terms of like that 30 grand level for, for Bitcoin US yeah. is, is definitely a key level in saying that. I mean, like I said. I love these markets. I love, I love this playing out. If it did break down 30, I mean, if we went back to previous all-time high, which was 20 grand, right? Mm. Like that for me is also, it's still as bullish as ever. We're mm. going to see institutions. What does that do? It gives them another opportunity to enter the market. Look mm. at JP Morgan and all this kind of, like these types of entities. Yeah. It just gives them a, a second chance. And, and you could see an unbelievable, you know, exponential bounce back off of those types of levels again, mm. back up to the mid 40s, 50k level. Like I think that could potentially happen very, very quickly if we do see like lower levels than, than the 30. 30k level for me is still kind of, it's fine. Like it's healthy in terms of the mm. correction. And it's, and it's, it's one that, that I could definitely sit with like that, say 30 to 40k level is definitely one I'd be comfortable with sitting on for, you know, if it was the rest of this year, so be it, you know, but mm. um, definitely accumulations on, like we said, it's um, nothing fundamentally has changed. Actually, the fundamentals are improving by, by yeah, the day. Yeah, that's right? it, right? Like, that's that's yeah. where it sits. But. And you're going to see that keep happening. I think the, the, the good news will just constantly keep streaming out. So yeah. Um, what's your, what's your kind of, uh, we kind of talked more about the bearish mm. case there. What's your kind of bullish What's the bullish bullish case, case is, from here? This is it. Like, I think this will be the floor if this is the bullish scenario. Yep. So there's a, again, like just looking at the way price is sort of reacting right now, like it is just creating what you could see, hopefully become like a nice little support range. But again, need to see that conviction and start to put in some structural changes. But yeah, if we, we put in a bottom here, like I, I still sort of hold my sort of timeline on the market still running out towards the end of this year, maybe even to the start of 2023. I think 
that's a whole multi-year narrative is probably what most likely hopefully does play out because that means we get to keep having fun. Um, but, um, I mean, if this is the bottom, what it means is a bit more confidence back in the markets and then back that up with hopefully some positive news, maybe coming out with some fundamental news across the macro market sort of movements in general. You know, hopefully Bitcoin and I think a good one to look at right now is also just general, like total market cap value as well. Like we've bounced back down to two trillion from three trillion. So yep. we've effectively wiped off a third of the money that was in crypto, yep. you know, just moving back even to November. So it's not a case of everything's lost, but, you know, probably see that figure sort of track back up, hopefully to the upside then if Bitcoin starts to show some strength. And yep. obviously that money flows into the whole sector, all the assets. So hopefully see some sort of recovery and bounce across the board. And that's where you find your, you know, some assets that are outperforming others, like yeah. like your link, like your Adam. Yeah, yeah. We, we like yeah. they talk about making millionaires in crypto. Mm. Millionaires are not made at the top of the market. Mm-hmm. People that make the real money are the people that are investing now and yeah. are investing in times of sideways action, accumulating, getting on those. There's still going to be early stage projects coming out this year. No better time to buy yeah. buy an early stage project when your fear and greed index is at ten. Understand ten, right? So it's potentially signaling close to bottom of market, you know? Yep. If, if Bitcoin is bottom of market at 40K, that is the most bullish case you can think of, right? Like considering good. the sentiment has just shifted from everyone so bullish, not mm. even not two months ago, yep. to where we are now. I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be very interesting to watch it play out. I'm, I'm yeah, super excited for 22. Yeah, I think so. We touched on it heaps last year, like just the whole sort of gaming industry and yep. NFT sort of industry. Like now that it's like, a, you know, if, if you have been sort of following the markets now is a great time to just even start looking at the bigger picture. Like, you know, if we do see a bit of a bounce in recovery, all right, well, which areas are performing best? Yeah. Um, that, it's just something that's, you know, again, we're lucky enough to look at it every day, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really cool. Well, guys, thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, we've had an absolute blast. Pav, it's been awesome to get back in the recording studio with you again. Um, no more guys, COVID. No more COVID. Well, hopefully we're trying to get around that. Guys, if you liked it today, be sure to share on socials. I just got informed by uh, Christina earlier that we've, we've just passed 70k subs, which is absolutely awesome. And thanks very much for, for your continued support. We're pushing over the 100k to the end of the year, or sorry, to, to the end of the quarter. So <laughs> um, yeah, get on it and like and subscribe. And um, yeah, we'll see you for the next one. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 